0: The great, most revered Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur commented on the Gita, and uh, in succession, uh, the uh, great Baladeva also commented on the Gita. These are the core commentaries from universally accepted Gaudi Acharyas, and since that time, their time, of course, many others have commented. That should have meant that much predating them, we had the uh, uh, the honorable and most venerable. Uh, prabhu advaita charja who was known for commenting on the gita and giving classes on bhagavad gita all with the appropriate emphasis on on bhakti and around him he gathered a considerable following of devotees who were all the uh, kind of the uh, the gathering the precursor the, the, the sangha that that um, preceded the appearance of Chaitanya mahaprabhu into which, of course, he uh, entered and which he expanded considerably. And here we are as part of that expansion. So the Gita is not a book that does, doesn't does work well with Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It certainly does. And so we should be able to find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in there somewhere. Hmm? After all, Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are one and the same. So... We go for that tonight, we start with a verse from the fourth chapter. There's a couple of verses actually in the fourth chapter that uh, um, um, we can find, Chaitanya Mahabharata, and it happens to be the chapter in which, and, and the section within that chapter that deals with avatar tattva, or the descent, the truth about the nature of the descent of the Godhead into the world, within time and space, from beyond trans, right, from transpatial timeless realm into the... Realm of time and space, (coughs) an important subject. And as Krishna begins to speak about that in the fourth chapter, he speaks about bhakti directly for the first time, referring to Arjuna as his devotee. Saying that because you're my devotee, my friend, I'm going to the secret I'm going to speak to you about, which ultimately is bhakti. You're you're qualified to uh, to understand. (coughs) So. It's a very theistic section of the Gita that precedes the, the formal theistic section of the middle six chapters where Krishna begins to enunciate his glories and his position and so forth. And here we find um, some nice verses from which we can understand um, um, something about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Tonight, from four eleven, fourth 4th chapter, verse 11, the famous verse, "Jaya prapadyam tamas tathaiva bajameham mamobat mangavatante manushya sarva sarvasaha krishna says to arjuna he he said just previously this first that he was speaking about his his appearance the nature of his his birth janma karma chame my, my my appearance in the world my activities their they're transcendental people who understand them become liberated hmm? that's happened in the past he says mitaraga by it's, it's happening in the present, as well. It happens in the present. It happened in the past. Um, devotees who understand my, my, my transcendental form, uh, my appearance in the world, they get an extraordinary result. They become. They enter into my realm, hmm? into my world, into my play, into my divine leela. Hmm? And so the question arises in Arjuna's mind: well, What about other people, hmm, who don't necessarily believe in your? Transcendental form and, and so on and so forth, uh, what happens to them? So, in one sense, he speaks this verse in answer to that. He says, Jaydhyatamapadinte. <laughs> he says that uh, Manusya Sarva, Manusya Partha Sarvasya. Partha, he said, the name for Arjuna, um, drawing on their family connection. He's the, the, the cousin brother of Krishna. So, his aunt his uh, Arjuna's mother, Kunti Devi, so Pritha, hmm? Partha, the son of uh, uh, Pritha, Kunti Devi. He says, Manusya Sarva, Manusya hmm, so, Partha Sarvasya. Hmm? So all humans, manushya Sarvasya, they all follow me. Hmm? Everyone is following me. The implication is, knowingly or unknowingly, and as they follow me, knowingly or unknowingly, I uh, reciprocate with them uh, accordingly. tam mm-hmm. bhajamiham. As they worship me, as they surrender me, or to the extent that they don't worship me and don't surrender to me, the implication is, Dejitaamam tam Mamavart All of them, they follow my path and as they as as they accept me or dismiss me, then I reciprocate. Mm. This is what he says. Mm. So, uh, there are people who who um, Arjuns arguably thinking about who disregard his form. He speaks about them later in the Gita, in the theistic section, in the middle six chapters. Um, they think his birth is ordinary. They think his activities are ordinary, as extraordinary as they are, we should understand it's all to be seen with the, and appreciated as such, with the eye of devotion. Hmm? Uh, Krishna is not an exception to this uh, principle that uh, without the eye of devotion hmm, uh, one may see that which is divine as mundane. Hmm? It happens. So. Even during the time of Krishna, his appearance in the world, we hear the histories or the idea of people being opposed to him and uh, and, uh, dismissing him and so on and so forth and questioning what what is his birth, what is his caste. He's going to say in the next verse, I started the caste system. (laughs) And people are asking, what is your caste? Is he a Chhatriya? Is he a Vaisha? What what is his position? Who is this guy? Hmm so on and so forth. So the principle is there that's being made, for example, throughout the Bhagavatam, and it's explained in the Gita as well, that it takes divine eyes to see to Krishna, to see Krishna. To see the divine, you have to become a little bit uh, divine. And apparently it's easy for people to fall into mundane vision, especially with regard to the guru, who's the representative of Krishna. Uh, But, I say especially, but you have to understand, uh, the guru has a human side, and Krishna is extremely human-like. He's the personality of Godhead, but he's very human-like, and um, he appears to have faults and um, uh, necessities, and so on and so forth. This is all the beauty, the charm of devotion for the for the devotee. These are the most wonderful uh, qualities, and for those who don't have the eyes to see that, those those are the. Faults, as I've said many times, love turn faults into ornaments, such as its power. So Krishna lies in the hearts of his devotees. That's where he exists, eternally. Hmm? So people, as I've said before, may not believe in God, but it's hard not to believe in love of God, especially when it's wise love of God, as we find in the Gita and Bhagavat and so forth. And there are symptoms of such in the lives of of great devotees. Hmm? So, <coughs> so it's 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 uh, argu- arguably Arjuna is wondering about those kinds of people, and Krishna says, "Yeah, I deal with them too. Those people who decry my form and so forth, I, I take, I reciprocate with them. They say that I don't uh, have a transcendental form, and I don't give them a transcendental body either. I hmm? uh, <laughs> keep them perpetually in, in material existence. Yeah. So." But, of course, obviously there are others and they are the devotees and they take uh, a, a different approach and they, based on their approach, he reciprocates with them and there are different types of devotees in different um, loving relationships with him. There are those who approach him for things. There are those who approach him for powers. There are those who approach him for liberation and different kinds of liberation. Hmm? Uh, there are those who approach him for the the things that liberation offers and there are those who approach him for uh, for praying, hmm? in the context of acquiring those things that liberation offers salokya sarsti samipa these opulences of vaikunta and of course those who are there are those who approach him not with a not with I'm talking about devotees here not with a preference for the opulences of of uh, of liberation, nor with a preference for preme, but exclusively for preme. Hmm? And these are the devotees that correspond with the personality of Krishna, Hmm? who is theologically the Godhead putting himself in the hands of his devotees, at their disposal. This preme has uh, been defined by Rūpa Goswami in a number of ways, but one of the words he uses to describe it is mamata. Minus. My-ness. They feel that he is mine. He is a Brajbasi. He is a cowherd. We are cowherd people. He is a cowherd. Hmm? Um, so this kind of possessiveness, this kind of real uh, uh, identity that, uh, that, that he and I are are one. He's mine. He belongs to me. Not that, Even not that I belong to him, but more that he belongs uh, 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 to, to us. This is uh, the nature of Prema. This is what we find in Krishna Leela, this type of relationship with his um, devotees. And there are different kinds of devotees there, of course, as well, in the Braj Leela, But more or less, um, he has put himself in the hands of all of them. What is the measure, then, of their... Surrender. He's reciprocated by giving himself. Not liberation, not the opulences of liberation, not liberation, not praying with the opulences which create some some distance between themselves and him, but he has to give himself. He's purchased by them. He becomes the son. He becomes the friend. He becomes the lover of the gopis. Hmm? So here we reach, in one sense, the limit of this verse. Hmm? that as they surrender, I reward them accordingly. So he, they've surrendered in such a, to such an extent that he has to give himself to them. Hmm? There's nothing else that he can give. Hmm? He's, in effect, conquered by them. So he puts himself in their hands. That's what it means, Krishna as the friend, Krishna as the lover, Krishna as the child of, of Yashoda, Yashoda Nandan and so forth. Hmm? He's at their disposal. Hmm? Like a child at the disposal of the mother, or the friend at the at the disposal of the friend, and so on and so forth. This is very extraordinary. He's not in a godly, uh, overtly godly uh, position in this leela. So they've they've gained not things, hmm, not powers, hmm, not liberation, hmm, but him, and in the context of him, they have all power, all things, and liberation. uh, uh, in, in a sense, uh, at their disposal, but they, they don't want them. Hmm? They're not interested in them for their own sake. They only want to serve Him. And if things are useful for that and He supplies them, they'll, they'll use them. If liberation is, is part of the deal, then we, we take it and so forth. Hmm? So, this is a very unique type of devotee, and these are the type of devotees. In the Braj Lila that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is all about, he said in Gita, or in, in, in through the words of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, that he came to give Bhav, Braj Bhav, the four Bhavas of Braj Dasya, Sakya, Batsalya, and Madhurya. So if we take this uh, verse to its uh, limits, as we were describing it thus far, hmm? We, it takes us to the to the brad shlila, and the Brjchalila, of course, is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. But he came to give it for for further reasons. What actually prompted him to 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 give the Brjchalila? Hmm? If we look at that, then we take this verse to another level, and this is where we truly find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? The verse has a corresponding verse, the verse of the Gita that we're discussing, corresponding verse in Srimad Bhagavatam. It comes in the Rasa the five chapters dealing with the Rasalila, which is the apex of the book, the climax of the book, the consummation of the love of Radha and Krishna and and gopis. Hmm? And you know that takes over five chapters and it's quite an uh, extensive uh, section of the book. But uh, Krishna dances with the Gopis. They meet. He he he, he tests them. They, they they pass the test. Uh, they dance. He disappears. They follow. He find they find him with Radha. He disappears from Radha. Hmm? Um, he sees the measure of their love and separation, and he appears before them uh, with the force of their kirtan, actually along the banks of the Jamuna, guna kirtan, describing his qualities and so forth. And um, they have a complaint. Hmm? Um, about him, and so he answers their complaint. He they ask, "What kind of lover are you?" and uh, uh, something like this. And uh, and so he he answers. And he, the verse that he answers with is a verse that corresponds with this verse of the Gita. So hmm. we're getting closer now to uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who appears in the context of this this meeting in the Rasalila. So Krishna says to them, niravadya hmm. krityam. Hmm. He says that I, na paraye, I am not, uh, as far as love goes, there are different kinds of lovers. He gives a long answer, but he says, in relation to your love, I am not capable. Niravadya the nature of your love, is faultless, pure, in every respect and I'm not, a, a krithyan, I'm not capable of compensating, of reciprocating in kind for the measure of love that I see in you. Now, the point is that he said in the Gita, however people surrender, I reciprocate accordingly. In kind, I reciprocate. But he's saying here, I cannot reciprocate in kind for the love that I've uh, seen in you. Hmm? So if we look at this verse and look and see how this has been applied by uh, different devotees and what is the result when we come to the Gopis, we find that his promise is broken. It's a promise here. It's a solemn promise by Krishna in the Gita to every living entity. As you surrender to me, I re- re- reward you accordingly. I reciprocate in kind. Here he's saying in in the Raspanta Jaya to Gopis, I can't reciprocate in kind. Hmm? svasadhu krtiyam also means that your behavior is is very um svasadhu. it's very saintly hmm. and i i can't uh, uh, act in, the, in, in 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 the same way i can't i i i can't uh, um uh uh I'm not a sadhu, you're a sadhu. <laughs> I'm not a sadhu, I'm the object of the sadhu's uh, love. Um, so how can I be a sadhu? Uh, it, it, it means also, um, as I say, I can't compensate. I can't compensate in kind because what you've done, there are devotees in sambandarup, bhaktas, and kamarup. Sambandarup means uh, that, that they are Krishna's friends and servants and parents and so forth. And in the context of the leela, of course, um, they all love Krishna, and Krishna loves them, but the gopis, different from them, they left their families, hmm? they dropped everything, hmm? risked their relationship with their families to join him. And he says, you've given up your families to join me, but I can't give up my family. I can't. I, I have other devotees I have to tender to. Hmm? I can't give them up. Even if, even if I gave them up internally, I have duties to perform, I have cows to herd and tend and so forth. You're only interested in me, hmm? and I apparently I have other other things that I have to be concerned with. Hmm? The word here, is, sasadu kritiam," also mean "su asadu If you take it that way, that even your even your misbehavior, misbehaving with me as you do by telling me to hmm, go away at times and showing your anger with me in love, he says e E- even that behavior is very uh, extraordinary, and so, in a number of ways, he has glorified them and tried to say that I cannot reciprocate in kind to, uh, uh, in relation to your your surrender. So I'm in a, in a in a in a difficult situation. What to do? Of course, you know we know these crafty and so forth, and and. Um, a very um, um, resourceful hmm, person, um, but he w- what he does is very interesting hmm. he says here in in Bhagavatam verse some sad hmm. he says that you have to be satisfied with your own sadhunas, your own good qualities, your your bhakti. Mm -hmm. Your bhakti is more than what I have to give. That means it completely captivates me. I become subordinate to it entirely. Mm -hmm. And so it itself is the most worshipable thing. Mm -hmm. And so all that I can do to try to make up for the fact that I was not good for my word... Mm -hmm and capable of reciprocating in kind is to um, become your indentured uh, servant, really, slave, and and to tell the world hmm, about the nature of your love and, hmm, here, what I can do also, is I can go out and canvas and enlist sadhus in your service. Hmm. What can I give you? He's saying... Here's what I can give you in re- to make up for my inability to, to, to reciprocate in kind. I will give you my sadhakas hmm? I will give you my sadhikas. I will enlist them in your service. Hmm? And by doing so, I will tell the world about the, the glories of, of your love and celebrate it. And this, of course, is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to do. You know, he came to do a number of things. Hmm? But this is also what he came to do. He came to enlist sadhakas, to collect them up and engage them in, in Priyanarmasakabhav, in in in, in Manjaribhav in service of gopis. Hmm? This is his whole campaign. Hmm? Yes, Charibhav, but but really he's giving days and primarily the main emphasis is the handmaidens of Radha. Hmm? He's going out, collecting them up, canvassing amongst his Sadhakas. Why don't you come in this direction? come, and this is the most that he has is his devotees. This is his whole life. Hmm? Sadhus are my heart, I am their heart, he told Uddhava and Bhagavatam. So he goes out and, and in another leela, of course, which is, is, is a charya leela, and he canvasses and tries to find, convince his sadhakas to come and enlist in the service of gopis and radhika. And this way he tries to repay his his debt hmm? we find in, in in Shikshasakam of course that um, um, hmm, in the final verse, Asli Shiva Padaratam mm-hmm. Panastham Adarshanam Marmatam Kuru Tu Vayatata Tha Lampato Prananata Tuseva Napara Radharani speaking there Mahabra was fully in the Bhav of Radha which he came to taste and by his example then attract others and list them in the pursuit of such, and um, and uh, we find that if we study that carefully, we see this is uh, that that in the context of that, he is trumpeting to the world, hmm? laying before them a golden opportunity. Hmm? What is the nature of Radha's love? Hmm? Radha is not going to go, and Gopis are not going to go. When when he says this to them, they don't agree with him. Hmm? It's not that they say yeah. You could not reciprocate. You owe us. No, it's not like that. Sometimes they're a little feisty with him and so forth, but 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 they actually find no fault in him. Hmm? They find fault in the context of the Leela, and then of course they reconsider. Hmm? Actually it's our fault. He's all good. He cannot make any even even if he tramples me in his embrace if he embraces me or he tramples me it makes no difference. Hm. Uh, I, I love him anyway whatever whatever will please him if it pleases him not to come and not to give me his darshan then hmm, that is his, that is uh, that is our pleasure hmm? yeah, this is their um, uh, their spirit they don't they, he says I, I owe you and then they're thinking no no actually it's not the case that's not the case you know you are, you are who you are look, look. Uh, and they deprecate themselves and, and so on and so forth mm. <clears throat> but he follows through hmm? and the way in which in 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 no uncertain terms he follows through is the whole of gore leela this outreach and canvassing on his part his own attempt to enlist himself in in uh, in, in, in 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 Radha's service is seen he 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 uh, learns about this from S- uh, Srupa or from Ramananda Roy the details of that and Pursues it enthusiastically, successfully, and in, and we have a whole sect, if you will, of persons going around with this jai glorifying her. So this is what he has done to uh, make up for this apparent inability. It's really, in a sense, not an inability, but this is his trick, his opportunity to to glorify his devotees, his topmost devotees, in a in a in a, in a, in a big way. in in the world. Hmm? So, sometimes, therefore, it is thought that uh, this verse from the Gita, hmm, arguably, we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in. Here, if you take it to its limits, hmm, take his challenge, as you surrender to me, I reciprocate accordingly, as did the gopis, we find that the fullest implications of the verse are found. Hmm? And what is the implication? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes out. Hmm? He makes his appearance in this. He's practically saying here if you want to find me as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu take me up on this. This is a secret life of mine hmm? Hmm? where I hide myself and disguise myself and I pursue the very the very uh, highest uh, ideal of surrender that in which I'm fully present fully by which I'm fully captivated. They make that opportunity available to others. We don't. We don't find a verse speaking directly about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Neither should we expect it. Hmm? Practically, in any of the verses that are considered to be praman verses for or evidence for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, they are all indirect. They are not. A, they are not verses that we pull out with the idea like, and, and people do this, and they're foolish to do so. Here, we're going to prove that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna is Chaitanya, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is God, and so on and so forth, and. Um, this is really not a, 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 a very well thought out. Hmm? And people get the idea. I read the verse and it says, to me it says, that uh, Ch- Acharya said, this says Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so I'll go and prove it to everybody. And no, they're not going to be convinced. Well, they will be convinced by as your example, of course. And the feeling that you get from it, that, that, that enables you to draw out these kind of understandings from the verses, this is very pleasing to the devotees. This kind of discussion is for devotees, and in the context of discussing with devotees, they, they become enthusiastic, to, to, and they, they chant and dance with enthusiasm, and other people see that, and they think, something meaningful is going on there.
1: Hmm?
0: You understand? So the way of proving, if you will, <laughs> the, the existence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his identity with Krishna and so forth, is, is only superficially... Hmm? by citing verses. The citing of these verses satisfies the devotees.
1: Hmm?
0: Understand? (laughs) They've had association. Hmm? They've got some bhakti samskar because they met sadhus and so forth. So with them, it it, it stirs their heart. Hmm? They feel the bhava of an an elevated devotee and and they they find it charming and interesting. Hmm? They come within that. Hmm? And then by their example, other people become attracted and think it's something meaningful and they get the, this is the way it spreads like this it's not an academic exercise it's not a historical proof scientific proof an objective truth to pr- pr- to, to 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 demonstrate a super subjective reality
1: hmm?
0: no and we find sometimes in, in, in other traditions in christianity and perhaps other abrahamic religions there seems to be a real attempt to prove objectively the existence of god the descent of god in the world as it's thought of and so forth so it really isn't the preoccupation from a western background you come to this and you may charge out like that and think yeah which is western background is much about proving things and rationality and so forth it's not doesn't have the same uh credence or the same credibility the same power if you will in the east and in the in the in this, the, the spiritual traditions there hmm? uh We know that love doesn't answer to reason, and that's what this is all about. Hmm? So these kind of explanations—here is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Bhagavad Gita. Someone said, "Well, you know, come on, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Bhagavad Gita." In in this verse, it just says, "You know, as I surrender, I reciprocate accordingly." Where's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? You're just kind of like making a stretch of things here. Yeah, this is that stretch is the feeling of the devotees. They find him there. Oh, this is speaking to me. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is here. Just see, if I were to take this verse and play out the implications of that to the fullest measure, and surrender to who is the most surrendered? Who of of the devotees, the the highest ideal, hmm? the gopis, and what happens when they do that? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears. hmm? They apply themselves to this verse, and there we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this is a feelingful type of explanation. It gives it's harit, it's Vaishnav toshani. It gives satisfaction to the Vaishnavas. They like it. They aren't looking for a rational proof. They've already they've already reasoned as to the limits of reasoning, and the shallowness of it in terms of ever satisfying the heart. Hmm? They want something else. Live hmm? where they chant and dance, in, in abandon. And, Serve the deity and, and so forth. They have a different culture altogether, and they say it's Kali Yuga and so many things, and and it's uh, and, it, and it works. <laughs> it works. They find Shaitanyamahabhu. They find Radha Govinda. and they find happiness. They find full satisfaction of the heart. And they and, they, and, they, and, they and, and how do they find it? in due course they find it. They find it in another in a sadhu who they 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 associate themselves with. In due course they find it in themselves. And how do they know when they've got it? I've given an example before. Pujapachidomers used to give hmm? there was a girl. She was pregnant. She was about to go into labor at any time. She told her mother, It could be today, could be tonight, it could be tomorrow, but I'm tired, I've got to go to rest. If I go into labor, will you wake me up? Mm-hmm. Mom said I won't need to wake you up. <laughs> You'll know. Mm-hmm. Confirmation will come mm-hmm. so profoundly. Once Putipachita Mahar sitting on his, in his on a chair on his veranda he was speaking to us and he said about an experience of his, he said, and then I could understand what they speak about in the Bhagavatam when the chariot comes and takes him away. Huh? There's some stories like that the chariot comes and the Vaikuntha airplane comes and Mars. Steps on it and goes to goes to or so. this kind of thing. He said, "I was it, it was like that. Hmm? Something came down and t- took over me, hmm? completely picked, lifted me up, and hmm? like a helicopter comes in, and,
1: okay, pull him up
0: like this, and out, and, and uh, completely descending hmm? with complete dependence." And, it, and, it, and this, this, this is the mood, of course, of saranagati. The central mood, dependence. Hmm? The corresponding mood is dependence, hmm? not the rugged individual and so forth. Of course, we are suffer lying in the context of dependence, hmm? but uh, we're not fighting our way to Bajkuntha and shooting everybody on the way up or something like that. <laughs> you know, but no, it's coming down and taking us up and so, so. This is what it. Did. I understood what it meant by the airplane. You know, it's coming in and lifting me out, something like that. Hmm? I've given an example like the Tarzan would swing in when I was a kid on the, those movies and pull somebody out of the quicksand, and and then they had no no hope. I had to hold on to the rope when he swung in, hold on to Tarzan. But feeling is of course that if I had moved, I would have only gone down. Hmm? He pulled me out, something like that. So so anyway, the idea here is that. These kind of as I say, interpretations are the feelingful kind of interpretations of of the text that we want. People think there's some kind of deviation, you're adding words there and you know adding implications that aren't exactly in the in the in the in the text itself. No, we want those things. This is what comes from bhakti. Hmm? The ability to draw more out, to draw feeling out. That feeling is what we want. That is confirming. Hmm? And that is where, as I say, Krishna is found. It's, as I said earlier, we may not believe in Krishna, but it's hard not to believe in love of God, in wise love of God. Well-reasoned love of God It's well-reasoned enough to speak about it thoughtfully hmm? to people who speak the language of reason. But more than that, hmm? Hmm? he does unreasonable things, chanting like a madman, dancing, dancing, hmm? Uh, believing in unverifiable things, things that contribute contradict the apparent verifiable facts and so forth, and so on uh, so there 's a world beyond uh, beyond reason these These kind of explanations are meant to acquaint us with that where all such possibilities of churning the texts to bring out newer and newer, richer, and deeper meanings, and find the the, the existence of Krishna, the existence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu within them. So, all of the verses, they're ones that are more, seem directly about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, there's plenty of room to argue against them. It doesn't say anything about Chaitanya. Could it be this? Could it be interpreted that way? Could it mean this avatar, that avatar? and Who believes in your book anyway? And so on and so forth. Uh, no, but hmm. bhakti gives bhakti. Hmm. So. It is the, these kind of explanations, they are for the satisfaction of the Vaishnavas hmm? and those who have some Sanskar for Vaishnavism by being in some contact with these type, this type of sadhu sangha and so on. Hmm? So this is the kind of thing, this is the preface that we'll be discussing, these kinds of explanations and, 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 and verses as we proceed throughout the next few days in our festival for the appearance of Sriman Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya Devaki.